You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm sure, Sheila, you're very familiar with, you know, looking at the, the additional Rashis on the side that give you Rashis from other places. Um, and I have a, a mixed reaction to always doing that because I always feel, well, why didn't Rashi say it here? Right. Doesn't it give a, I mean, not that it would give a different necessarily, but wouldn't it change the meaning? Because as you say, he would have said it here. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't he say it here? And why doesn't he, he doesn't expect us to have a Lexus Gemara that has all the Rashi's everywhere. Now it's true that, uh, you know, he probably expects us to have this notebook to help us with Zvokhan. And he didn't write that in Zvokham. He wrote it in Brochos and write it here. However, um, I think that um, it's wrong to take Rashi from another Masechta and use it as your basis. But to help explain things, you know, I think it's probably a smart thing to do, especially if like yesterday we were sort of at a, we weren't sure why the Pusik indicates the carbon tumid has already been done or the Srika Saddam has already occurred. So, you know, it's not bad to be able to, to use this. But, but I think what one needs to realize, just because it's on the side of the page, doesn't mean it gets the same significance. Learning fundamentally uh, is the text here. And of course, the Rashi that's provided. <laughs> Again, one caveat. There are Mesechtas, I don't know if Zvachim is one of them, I don't believe so, where the Rashi itself is um, incomplete. The Rashi itself indicates that it was not a, it was not a finished work. And that would be an answer, Sheila, to why Rashi didn't do it. As it represents, uh, you know, sort of a um, first draft for Rashi. You need to be able to say that, and it's not so easy to say that. But there are definitely Masechtas where, where there are no Rashis, or, you know, for example, Arvi Psochem, where you have Rashi, truncated Rashi. Um, I'm sure you've wondered, well, why in Arvi Psochem is there Rashi and the Rashbam, right? There's, there's Rashbam almost, you know, uh, quoting almost the exact same words as Rashi, but expansive, expanding. Was there an understanding that some of the works of Rashi, some of the commentary of Rashi is not complete? And it's not a bad option to be able to complete it using um, Rashi's in other places. I'm happy, this is an example of a place where I'm happy the Rashi is here. Uh, I wish I would have seen it yesterday, although we wouldn't have noticed the uh, Tartamima's other question, and we wouldn't have seen the Meshachachma. But that's just the way it goes. You know, everybody's journey is a little bit different. Sometimes you stop at the rest area, and sometimes you have to get off the road and find the gas station five miles away. You know what I'm saying? But eventually the car keeps on running. Let's see. The Gemara now starts with the words, Minolon. Minolon. The Gemara rang out. How do we know this? Minolon. Lon is to us. How do we know this? So the Gemara says, what do you mean, Minalon? Minalon, can you come our time? Milvad, Ayla Sabaiker. 
Isn't that good enough? Right? <laughs> we said, everybody knows, again, we didn't yesterday, but don't you realize it says, it's already done. Um, so let's see what the Gemara answers. The Gemara says, Dilma, to me, Dimahem, the Kodmulumusafim, Mishum Titadire. In other words, the Minolan is going on the terms Kol HaTodr Michavero. You definitely proved that a Tomid comes before a Musaf. Because the Tomid, that's what you said, that the Tomid is here, it's always first. And it's there every single day. In fact, you know, I'm sure you remember that one of the things that in the Mishnah and Taina says that one of the terrible occurrences that we need to memorialize on Shavasar Metamas is Butal HaTamid. It was the first time that the Korban Tamid was right. not brought. Like, look how consistent they were. I mean, they had, there were wars and, and interesting uh, civil wars and arguments and, 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 and crises. It was only at the time, according to the Bartanura and the others, at the time of the second base on Mikdash, right, that they finally, actually during the truth of the Hashmanoyim, was the first time the Tumid wasn't brought. Incredible, really. Think about it. How, how committed we were to getting the Tumid. So maybe the Tumid is, is, has that status. That's the ultimate Tadir. But how do you know when there's two Musafim that you're going to do, for example, the Rish Chodesh before the Rish Hashanah, or the Shabbos before the Rish Chodesh? That's what I want to know, Minole. In other words, that's not provable necessarily from the Mishnah. At least that's what the Gemara's assumption is, and that's the Gemara's question, Minole. Um, Rashi adds on the words Mishum Tzidire, Rashi adds, That's Tomid, baby. Every being there every single day. Hilchach, because of that, now you can talk about being a Tomid person, an aspect of Tomid, because it's every single day. You know, this sort of reminds me of the, um, you know, of the, of the grumpy minion, minionaires, you know, when I was growing up in, in Memphis, um, they would uh, every year have a, um, a book uh, you know, they would they would have a dinner for the shul, and then there would be a booklet that would come out uh, of ads that they would sell. Uh, yeah, it's really strange why it has to work that way. Why can't people just give money? But the point is, everybody wants to have some sort of PR, and this was a way to raise money. I remember always, you know, I had a collection of these books in our house, and I always I remember in all of them there was this full page saying this is an honor of the millionaires and that was considered the group that came every single day like there's a lot of people and and, and they had a, a, a personality the millionaires because you know they were there thick and thin ice snow heat they'd always be trudging there we're tumid they were the ones that could say you know that's a it's a big it, it, and, and, and 
rightly so. And sometimes I would notice, all right, so you're here every Shabbos? I'm here every day. That's Tumid. And maybe yeah. that's the Tumid the Torah is saying. The carbon Tumid is super. Right. So, that's, whereas... That's a mustard to us for everything. This, this. You're right. In other words, when you, when, when you have a consistent, then you can start saying, yeah, right, right. The guy who says, sure, I go to shul, yeah, once a week. Well, I'm there every Shabbos. This guy's every day. That's right. Mr. Tumid. Yeah, every day, three times. <laughs> that's, that, that's Mr. Tumid. So how do you know that there's a, a hierarchy even in a lesser sense of Tumid? So Amar Rabbi Loi, so Rabbi Loi, uh, who was a Tana, actually, uh, or maybe this is an Amora called Rabbi Loi, that's what it sounds like. There's Yehu, uh, Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eloi's father, we, 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 we mentioned him, uh, we had a whole Gemara about him with Rabbi Gamliel, if you remember how he was accompanying Rabbi Gamliel, and we talked about how Taurus Nadarim and everything. So I'm not sure which Rabbi Eloi this is, could be the Amora, could be this is Rabbi Ila'a, the Yud is missing. Rabbi Eloi, I think there was a Yud at the end of the name. So Amar Rabbi Ila'a, the Amar Kroa. Let's take a look at the pasuk. The very next pasuk. So not the pasuk quoted in the in the Mishnah, but the next pasuk. Ka'ela. This is the very Tasu Layom Shivas Yomim. Ka'ela. This is the way it should be done for every day of Pesach. Now again. Part of what this Pasuk indicates is, is that the Korbonos, unlike Sukkos, the Mus of Korbonos of Pesach are the same, right, every day. There's no change from one to seven. That's the simple shot in the words Ka'ela, as opposed to Sukkos that's going to be mentioned um, later in, in the section. But we're going to make a drash out of the word Ka'ela, according to Rabbi Loi. Ke'ela tasuliyom shivas yomim. Ela, ke'ela. Meaning, there's, ke'ela means there's things similar to this. The same way I'm telling you, the carbon tummit is first, there's other situations which follow the same pattern, and that would be the case of the two musafim. That's what I see from the word ke'ela. And Rashi tells us this. Basar hachu kro demulvad elas avokar tasu is ele, receive ke'ele tasu. Mashma, keseder shamarti lecho ke'ele shomala. The same way in the Pasuk before I said Mr. Korban Tamid comes before the Musafim, there's going to be something replicated in a, sim- in a different situation. Kishem shetoder kaidem, the korban tamid kach seder musafim. Shem yom sheyesh beis musafim, kigon b'shabes shematoch haregel yatoder kodem. So that's what I learned out the word of keila. So on that, the Gemara asks on Rab Eloh, the high wait that word keila mivoyle legufe. You need that to tell you that legufe. Which just to tell you, keep on doing this every day. You just needed to tell you, keep on. You can't make everything into a drasha. Isn't there pashup shad? 
This is God instructing us that every day of Pesach do the Musaf, even though it's the exact same number. So Rabbi Loi stands firm. Amarav Elah. I'm sorry, Rabbi Loi stands firm. He says, Imke Nichtav Eile Tasulayo. That you could have just said, do this every day. The fact that it says, Ki'ele, hints to a situation of Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh. So again, Rabbi Lully is making his point. He's trying to defend himself. So the Gemara says, wait. You couldn't say the word, Iksiv Ele, Tasulayom, Shabbos Yomim. If it just said the word Ele, Hey, Aleph, of course, is what? Havamina, I would have thought. Eile l'shivas hayomim. Which means what? Take, Osan, shivas kvas, and take whatever I said in that first Pasuk and parcel it out. Not that you're going to do seven kvasim every single day of Pesach, but make sure that what I told you on day one gets done by day seven. You've got seven days to complete the Musaf that's mentioned in Pasuk, in that first Pasuk. That's what I would say without the word Ke'ewa. Ewa just means, make sure it's all done. I'll give you seven days to finish. Osin shivas kfasim amurim bi'inyan yishalku l'shivas hayomim. That's what I might have thought. Now, now you understand why this is in parentheses, Sheila, in Midiachrene Lo, because it's clearly not in the Rashi. The way Rashi explains this, Osen Shivas Kvasim Yischalku Shivas Yomim, doesn't work with these four words, right? So even though it was in, it was in the original manuscript that was used to publish the Bromberg Shas, the later editors decided, based on the fact that it's not, doesn't seem to be in Rashi, they decided to put this um, parenthesis here. So tell- Rashi came before the the editor, right? Rashi, I mean, right, but the, 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 assumption, the-, the assumption was that the manuscript that they had had mistake in it and that they were going to assume Rashi's manuscript that he was working off was more authoritative. Authoritative. More authoritative. So therefore they that's why you you get in the later printings the 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 printers decided uh, to put not to change the text but to put parentheses in it. Um, Now I always have a a uh, in Hebrew, we call it an ATI. I always have a, uh, a, a, what pushes me often is to try to figure out what, 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 what did that original manuscript text mean? So uh, I'm just going to try that for a second here. In Midiachrina Lo. Those are for seven days, but nothing else. I'm not sure how that fits. I'm not sure how it fits. Um, I need a little more brain power to figure out what could have, what it could have meant. 
but I'd like to know what it means. Part of what I, that's what I like to do. I mean, I feel that's good learning is to say, okay, you know why Rashi didn't have it, but what do you think it meant? It's on the page. So it's, they didn't scratch it out. I mean, that's because there was this cheirim not to scratch stuff out. Rabbeinu Tom supposedly was behind that. That whenever you have, uh, um, you know, any sort of safer, not to just assume, oh, it's mistaken. And that came because there was, people rushed to to eliminate things. And then they discovered, hey, that was, we shouldn't have done that. So Rabbeinu Tom felt there was a, a kapeda, even a cheirim, to scratch stuff out. So this was a way around it. Uh, so because maybe some future smart person would figure out, hmm, there is something. This makes sense. Don't scratch the thing out, then nobody will ever have it again. So I'm not smart enough right now to figure out what that approach was. But anyway, but I gave it a little bit of a try, but I wasn't able to do much with it. Maybe it's because I'm still tired. <laughs> but anyway, let's go on. Uh, let's see what's read it without this. So the Gemara now jumps on that. What do you mean? It says Liyom. In other words, when we look at that Pusik, if it would say Eila Tasu Layom, doesn't that mean it should be done every day? It says Layom. Layo means it's done every day, not over a period of seven days, the way Rashi said the Habamina was. So the Gemara now still is trying to defend, and what are we trying to do here? We're trying to say Rabbi Loy is correct, that it's from Ke'ele, and the Gemara is resisting accepting that. So Rabbi Loy is saying, no, I'm talking, this is the source for the halach of Tumusafim, that you go with the Rishkodesh before Rosh Hashanah. You go for Shabbos before Rosh Chodesh. It's from that word, Ke'ela. And we're still fighting him on that. And we say, wait. How can you think that this Pasuk is about splitting it over seven days and it's only be right? Um, because that answer, Sheila, would mean you can't make the drosh of Rabbi Loy. If you needed every word there for Pshat, there's no room for the halacha of the Mishnah. So we're still trying to say this is, you, you haven't proven the Mishnah yet. So let's see the Gemara's question. Layom ksiv. And layom means clearly it's going to happen every day, which still gives me this letter chaf to make the drasha of the Mishnah. That's again, so this would be Rabbi Loi talking or Rabbi Loi's side talking. Right? Layom ksiv. The ikati is the challenge to Rabbi Loy. The ikati, ema, eila liyom, avoshar yome lo yadano kama. What would I say? Again, this is the challenge. That I need every word in this pasuk for pshat. If I only say layom. I would say, kama. 
Let's see Rashi. Eilaliyom Rishon. Vachodok siv zayin yomim ishareich nichoach l'ashem. V'loyadana kama. V'hochi itzrech ka'ela del korchocha mehashta tukum tasu liyom ashar yomim. We got to work on this. What again? We are trying to once again say that there is no proof. So let's try it again. I don't know if you have it already, Shiva, but I don't. <laughs> so I'm going to try it again. Ela layom, layom rishon, v'chodr k'siv zayin yomim ishreich nichoach. Let's take a look again at the complete pasuk. Look at the two psukim together. It's only the first day that you'd bring it, but not the others. Tasu is Yeah, Movade was Tasu. So that's the whole seven kvosim. Ka'ela Tasu Layom Shivas time <laughs> I would say Elayo Elayo Vishon Vokhodrksiv Zayniyamim Ishe Reyakhnikhawakh I still don't know how many every day. So again, if I don't have, layom is not enough. That's the point. If we just say, tasu layom, Yeah, we could be just one day. No. That would be, that's day one. Shivas yomim, I don't know how many days it is. I know there's got to be at least one, maybe only one. There is some extra one, but I don't know that the number is the same. I think that's what Rashi is saying. Maybe that's what you were saying as well. Right? I don't know how many. That's why it says that you need to say that every day gets that amount. If that's true, that if once you have ke'ela, that forces you, tasu Because now we're going to say tasu layom must mean the other seven days. Otherwise, I might think it's still day one. It's a big dochek to say that, but Right. In other words, the, the Ravi Loy was saying, "Wait, wait, wait." Layom already tells you can keep on doing this every seven days. No, no, no. Maybe Kiyom just tells you what you do on the first day, and the other days you're going to bring some other carbon. So it's not like the Gemara's Havamino, the way Rashi learned that you take the seven and you split it up. That you wouldn't have thought, because once you have the word Layom, you realize you're not supposed to split 
the seven over a seven-day period. But I still don't know. I know the first day gets the complete seven. I'm not sure what happens on the other days, other than clearly there's going to be one carbon. I don't know if there's any more than that. I don't know what the number is. I know there's going to be some carbonos. I'm not sure what they are. It's only with the chaf of ke'ele that I know that the words yom mean it's going on the other seven days. And it's replicating the exactly what you do on day one. Okay, that's Rashi. And now it makes sense. Havamina, let's read it again. Bikati I don't know how many they are every day. According to Rashi, that means with the chuf. By having the chuf, I know shavot. So, if I'm correct here, Sheila, we, Rabbi Loy has been kicked out. Rabbi Loy is, is neutralized. That's, yeah, what it, that's what it seems. I mean, if you follow what, who's talking, right? If you go back and forth here, and it's sort of, again, that's, that's where you got to, as we say, hold cup. That's where you got to think, who's talking? So Rabbi right. Loy says, Amar Kroke Utasim. Um, so that was his answer. So now the Gemara is, right, Eila Ke'ela, that was Rabbi Loy goes up to here. Attacking Eloi, let's give it a name. Stam. Stam versus Eloi. Stam of the Gemara versus Eloi. That would be from this point. Okay, now Eloi answers. Okay, so Eloi. Now E is Stam talking. Which Rashi means spread over seven days. Skip the parentheses. Eloi talking. That was his point. And you don't need, therefore, Ke'ele is extra to teach us about Rosh Chodesh and Rosh Hashanah and Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh. Stam talking. Together with Ke'ele. So the way I'm reading it, that Stam gets the last word. And if Stam gets the last word, Eloi has been neutralized. Okay? I, I know it, it sounds what I was doing was complex, but it's really... No, it's very good. It's very good. It's, it's, you got to follow the conversation, basically. Right. And now you know where you're at. So we don't have a source for the, the halacha of the Mishnah that we're trying to figure out. So now Abaya comes. Abaya, Amar Migufa de Kroh. You don't need the next Pasuk. From the Pasuk that's in the Mishnah itself. Not the next Pasuk, the way Rabbi Lloyd was taking us down the garden path. You don't need to say anything else. Why did you need to say Asher Lloyd HaTomid? That rationale gives me the idea of how important Tadir is, even if it doesn't have the ultimate Tadir. 
everything is a little bit more Todar. Everyone's got an aspect of Todar. And whatever that aspect is gives you dominance over something which isn't Todar. Lemeimar dahach de tadira, at least dominance in the sense of tiktok. Let's see Rashi. Migufi de kra, de muvara ilas haboker shamin and de musafim tadira and yakadmo. Why do you have to say asher ilas hatomid? Pshita da ilas haboker ilas hatomidi. Once you already said milvada ilas haboker, we know we're talking about the tomid. This teaches other Tadirin, even outside the realm of Kachim, even, right? Shar Tadirin. We don't need to explain rationales of, of, of instructions and mitzvahs unless we're supposed to take that rationale and apply it to other cases. Otherwise, we don't need to know the reason behind why God wants this done first. That's the rules. The fact that we're given a rationale is meant for us to take the idea behind it and apply it. Otherwise, you know, you don't need a time mitzvos of, oh, because this is a tumid. This must tell us that this is a value in itself, the idea of Tamid, and it applies in other places as well. And maybe, as I said, even outside of the realm of Kodshin. So that is Gemara Rashi to the next Mishnah. Um, now, we have two choices here. Um, we can either go to the next Mishnah, which gets us into Makudash, or... I'm looking here on the page and show you what I mean. Check this baby out. Tosus. Tosus on the side goes all the way down to here. Right? Um, right? Um, so my question is, what are we going to skip this whole big Tosus? Um I know what I see the Tosus is, is in the typical Tosus mode where he's comparing this to similar discussions of other places in Shas. I think that's what Tosus is part of what Tosus does. Um, so how do I decide? Well, we have a Seder every day for 45 minutes and we've already sort of exhausted most of it. Are we going to now in this Seder? jump into a, a big mountain of Tosus? And, or should we realize that with the amount of time we have, it makes more sense just to move on? Yeah, moving on. I would say to move on, but not to forget the Tosus. So let's go look at the next Mishnah. Right. So now we're talking about not Todir, we're talking about something that's holier. And, you know, here we're getting into something that many people say, well, how do you quantify what's holier? How do you know what, which carbon is holier than the other? Um, so Rashi says, you know how you know? There's something in it, describing it, that you can see is a greater part of Kedusha. And 
the more details, the more that's demanded for this carbon to be done, and the more strictures there's is involved in it, the more like, direct. Like, right, like the incense versus. Right, the fact that let's say the kotoris needs to be done, and maybe in a in a it could be a kentsim mikudish inside of the heichal, as opposed to something done outside of the heichal. Something that can only be kosher in a certain part of the Azara is more Makudish. Those are things that, that have to do with being more Makudish. Things that demand, on paper anyway, more usage, more involvement, that could be considered more Makudish. So all of those things are considered Makudish Mechabeiro. So let's see an example. Damachatas kodem ledam haola. So let's say what's going on here. What's going on is you've got blood. In other words, you've, you've shechted both of them, and you've got them in their mizakim. Um, you have them in their containers. You have them in what you've you've been makabel the dam. Now we mentioned yesterday with the Torah Tamima, the chatas always comes before ola in terms of having it done, and that's part of what we're going to see now. So I would assume. I would assume that they shechted the chattas first. And then they didn't do Zrika Saddam. Yeah. And they didn't do Zrika Saddam. And they, but they, it sounds here like they shechted both and then they're going to get to the blood. Right now. So I'm, I'm just assuming they shechted the chattas first. At least that's what I'm assuming. Right. Now, and, 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 and you know what I'm building to question? If they shechted the chattas right. first, yeah. then you would say, look, I don't care about Makudish. You guys, your process has started already. Let's finish you before I get to you. Yeah, but now I got blood of the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I, I did this first. Or could we assume that regardless of which slaughtered first, the blood of the Chattas comes first? Yeah, well, that's exactly my point. Oh. That's exactly my point. It would seem that... Even if the Ola was slaughtered first, right. I might actually do Zrika Saddam Alakatas first. And I could say, hey, why did you, why, why is the, what's that Ola doing here? Well, I made a mistake. Well, now we got both of them here. Go with Khatas. That could be what the mission was talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. So, because otherwise, you would say, look, I don't, I'm not judging who's better, but you were in line first, Mr. Khatas. Now, I guess, why was Mr. Chattis in line first? That would also be because Chattis is more Makudish. So uh, right. it's interesting that we're talking about the Dam and not the Shrita, right? <laughs> why, right, yeah. Why, yeah. Why, why, are we, why are we talking, why, why does the Mishnah start with Dam? Let it say Chattis, Kodim Laola. Maybe that's what it should have said. Anyway, I'm not sure. These are questions that Very that good I'm question. suggesting myself. Okay, because Rashi says they both were Shechted. Hmm, why'd you do that? Now, Mipnei Shehu Meratze. Hmm. The Chattas is a Meratze. What does that mean, it's Meratze? It appeases God more than the Ola. Machaper al-chayve krisus hatzarach ritzui godol. In other words, the Ola you might bring because, you know, uh, I want to give a donation to God. Um, the Torah's Kohanim says, and we talked about it, that you bring the Ola for being over mitzvah saseis, right? Yeah, I didn't 
put on tefillin the way I should have. I didn't do this. I'm going to bring an oila. That's not as bad as why you're bringing a chatas. Man, I ate a chaylev. Oh, you have cars for chaylev. I know it was a show gig. Get that carbon done. So, oh boy, that carbon has to do a lot. What does it have to do? Oh, it's got to appease God because God's looking at you and you've got, you've got, you've got a chorus material in your system. I didn't mean it. Yeah, but it's in there. You did it. I didn't mean Dom to. Dom is the nephesh. So if we're trying to save someone's life, it makes sense. We have to sprinkle the down first. Yeah, and the man could say, mm-hmm. well, uh, I didn't know. You could have known. Why didn't you label the darn thing? And I forgot. You shogeg you. You got to bring a carbon. And you're walking around saying, oh, I've done something. I'm Chayv Karas. Oh, I hope that this carbon's got to do a lot. And it's not so much because the blood goes in more spots, which is what I would have said. In other words, you do more with the blood. Oh, it must be holier. Rashi says, based on the Gemara, because of what it's able to take away. Look what it's able to do. It's take, it takes away God's anger and, and appeases you, even though you did this big Avera. So it must be Makudish. It must be holier. It must have a greater Kedusha. Which is an interesting way of looking at things. Because like Rashi said before, Yesh Botsad, Ribui Kedusha. Now so it's efficacy. Right? That's called greater Kedusha. Wow. So, Dam Chathas Kodim Madama Olam Neshu Meratza. Not just because you do more with the blood, because it, it does more. Now, but let's say, now I understand why, okay, now we have an answer to our question, Sheila. Why didn't we talk about Shechita? If we talked about Shechita, we just would have said, oh, Chathas Shech that one first. By going to the next step, and then the same Chathas comes in. That's one thing, Sheila. But the other thing is that, let's say you would have a situation where both of their body parts would be there. The body parts that are going on the Mizbeach, there you would actually, despite which one was shechted first, it sounds like, you would put to the head of the line the Eivarim, the Ola, Eivari Ola, Kodum Lemurechatas. Got it. Mipnesh. Blood comes first, the Chatas, but the Eivarim. Right. The contrast is is crucial. Right. If we just said Chatas is before Ola, we wouldn't have known this really interesting detail that now I have both of them here, I might have done the chattas first. And now that I've got, okay, we've got a bunch of whatever, however it turns out, we're here in the Beis Hamikdash and we have all these body parts. What's going to go on the Mizbeach? So we're going to say that the Avarim of the Ola come before the Avari Ola Kodman Lemure Chattas. Because everything goes on the Mizbeach. Whereas in the Chattas, the parts that go on the Mizbeach are only the fats and other stuff. The Kohanim eat the other things, right? So even though you do more with it in a way, oh, oh, it's more complicated. Some of this goes on the Mizbeach, some of this goes to the Kohanim. Okay, that's you, that's Mizbeach. That's not Ribui Kedusha. Ribui Kedusha is all going to God. That's more, more pieces to God. Right. God, Ribui Kedusha, who's Mizbeach. And that's why the parts would go on the Mizbeach. Um, 
now we get to what the more you do with the blood. I mean, I, I know I remember this. Chatas kodemis la'osham in other words, the chatas and the asham, I know it's more kadosh because of the amount that you do. The, the, the chatas gets each corner and the asham gets the sides, right? And it's mm-hmm. done in a way that it, there's a movement to each side, you know, indicating a connection to each corner. But the mm-hmm. actual blood is only on the on, on the kitty corners, right, of, 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 of the Mizbeach. And that's two that is four, whereas the Chattas gets a complete four. So I, I, what's interesting to me is that's, an, uh, that's really a rationale that could have been set up here. Because the Ola does not get, I think, on all four corners. I don't believe so. I don't think the Ola gets on all four corners. Maybe I'm wrong. I have to take a look. It could be we went with the mission goes with something that's more germane, the fact that it's maratza. Now we're saying, even though both of them are maratza, the asham and the Ola's blood, they both, you know, take you back for an Avera. Of course, the asham, um, you know, I don't know if you're high of chorus, but there are definitely Averas that you bring the Korban asham for, which indicate uh, in some sense, right, when we talk about... Um, you know, we have to take a look at everything you bring an ashram for, but some of them are very serious averos, and we don't want to get into. So each one is maratza, and some of them are even amazed. Um, Shivcha harufa um, is amazed, but still, the point though is is that there's more done with the blood, and therefore there's more done with the blood. The chattis would come before the ashram. That shows. But even though they both are maratza, mm-hmm. you know, there's more you do, and the more you do indicates a greater kedusha, which is which is not as logical. In other words, right? It's sort of right, like, right. So I'm doing more with it; it must be more holy. And it's also ala yisod, which means that you need to pour the extra blood into the mizbeach which tells you, oh, there's a lot you have to do here. With the ashram, you don't have to necessarily take the extra blood and pour it on the Mizbeach. So this Mishnah is really a good primer for us who are sort of coming into this fresh about all the different korbanos. So instead of taking a list of this is an ashram, this is a toda, by learning about which comes first and the reason behind it, so we are giving us ourselves some, again, more information on this world of Korbanos and Kachim that we've started uh, exploring. So thank I think, you. I think that was good that we were able to do that. Take care. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.